0: LA, yeah,
1: yeah. Is in the building, yeah. alright, already, the show goes on all night, the morning we dream so long, anybody ever wonder when they would see the sun, just remember when it comes up, the show goes alright, all...
0: yeah. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast. This week, we'll be previewing the second leg of the FedEx Cup playoffs, the BMW Championship. You can find the podcast on Twitter at Always Press DFS. I am at BD Intric, and my podcast co-host, as always, you can find him on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how are we doing, man?
1: Doing well. How you doing?
0: Doing well. Doing well. Just another Monday. Um, congratulations on a uh, third. Third uh, championship at your golf course, but uh, <laughs> heck of, a, heck of a run you got going. First of there.
1: all, it's all it's three separate golf courses, but oh, no gotcha. matter what, three straight weekends.
0: I figure we got to update on your golf game because it's not Kentucky weather season, so we got to do something. We Got to keep. Yeah, well, I
1: mean, that, I mean that's the thing, you know. <laughs> it is good weather around here, so I'm not bitching and complaining about not being able to play golf. Playing three or four times a week, so life is good over here. From that aspect,
0: beautiful. Beautiful. That's good stuff. There. One of these days, I'll make it out there and we'll play some golf. One of these days. Oh God, days. dude. Let's That'd do be it. A, be a good time. That'd be a good time. But let's talk about some good times. Had by uh, one taco tits. Our boy Patty Reed. Um, he got it done at the Northern Trust. A uh, little over a year, about a year and a half since his Masters victory, and he's been playing great golf. We've been on him quite a bit recently. I had him in two of my three lineups. That made me very happy. Um, there were some controversial cuts or annoying cuts, not controversial this week and much more, including the Tiger Woods might be done for. What are some of the takeaways you had from the Northern Trust?
1: Yeah, uh, I wasn't on Patrick Reed, so you're welcome. Um, <laughs> pretty much, you know, you can just go ahead and give me the credit for that. I did not play him for like the first week in like a month. Uh, so that was, uh, you know, but yeah, he he looks solid, dude. I mean, um, 66, 66, 67, 69 on Sunday. Uh, and made some just clutch birdies coming down the stretch, um, to stay right there in front of uh Abraham Answer, which pretty incredible. He just, I mean, like Answer of all people, like he was nowhere on my radar last week. No. Um, I don't know if if you played him or if you were even thinking no. about playing him.
0: He was nowhere on my list of players.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I, I don't know where, but that's golf, man. Like you know, just yep. wild shit like that. Happens. Um, I was trying to pull up his finishes beforehand, but of course, it wasn't good.
0: You know, he had a couple of missed cuts, and so like he wasn't playing good golf at all. Yeah. And he played, I, mean, he, like, he, I think he played well at the Irish Open or something. Like that's about it.
1: Yeah. So, missed cut, missed cut at the Wyndham Championship and the British Open, and then 19th, uh, eighth, you know. So, it, yeah, it's man, it just comes out of nowhere. HV3 had a great week. Do want to touch on ROM a little bit? Um, It was interesting. I I got home about when he was he had a two stroke lead, I do believe, after thirteen and just hit like hit a bad shot on fourteen. Um Penn was back right and he hit it over on the left side and the putt that he had from that particular spot was just absolutely brutal. He couldn't even keep it on the green. So he made bogey there, but just like one bad shot and then like he was he was on full tilt after that. Um you could see it. I mean, we've talked about it on this podcast before where he's got a bit of a I guess patience, uh lack of patience, uh, maybe a lack of discipline. I'm not really sure, but it came out, dude. I mean, at, at on eighteen, somebody I couldn't even I went back to rewind it to hear it, but he was yelling at somebody in the crowd after he made a putt, like a tap in. It was it was an odd situation. He was cussing up and down because he got a bad break on a couple of holes coming down the stretch there, um, but yeah. So other than that, man, you know a lot of a lot of guys up top there. Spieth, uh Rory, uh, Rose had a a pretty decent week. Um, a lot of the guys I was on did not, but uh, mm-hmm. that's pretty much par for the course. Uh, yeah, and then Tiger, dude, like
0: yeah, wow.
1: Wd, I mean,
0: yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to like bash the guy, but anybody that's listening to this podcast long enough, long enough knows, I think I've never played him on draft games. Like I just, I don't trust what's going on. He's either too chalky for me or I don't trust his current form. Either way I'd never use him, but uh, yeah, that WD and it, it didn't look good at all. I know some guys were saying they were watching videos of practice rounds in the Slack chat and he was wincing on the driving range again. And it's just, it's not looking good. He had, this was an oblique injury which could have been cause he was favoring his back. Who knows? Like, he says he's still going to try to play this weekend. I'm not counting on that happening. I don't know about you, but I'd, uh, I'd imagine. And I think he still would be in the final 30. I'm not 100% sure, but I don't think he'll be playing this week, and I don't know about you.
1: Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't touch Tiger. And I mean, I, I don't know that I'll – until he I, – I don't know if it's it. the back. I don't know what it is, but, like, yeah, no. No Tiger at all. Um for me at all whatsoever. It's just that the risk is not worth it now. Of course, if you're playing hundred and fifty lineups and, you know, we'll get there. But anyways, yeah, I, I I won't touch him. But yeah, I mean, you know, so now we're down to top seventy in ties or top seventy, uh sixty nine because Kevin Nall withdrew today. I don't know if you saw that. Yes, I did. And uh so we're moving on to uh Chicago.
0: Yeah, the one last thing I'll mention is um start when we do the next week's uh final event, the top thirty, we had that stupid new scoring system. So Brooks would start out minus ten. Patty Reed, the W got him from fiftieth to second. So that's a huge jump. When you think about the total money up for grabs, now I guess to start out minus eight, just two shots back of Brooks. That's uh that's tremendous. Yeah. When you think about the, the financial implications of things. So we'll see how this weekend goes. Like, you know, last year you'll get to the course history but like Some weird names have won this event. I'll let you get into the BMW Championship. But like you said, we're moving on to Chicago to Medina. What do you got for us for either Medina or the BMW?
1: Yeah, so the BMW Championship, uh, it's been played at several different golf courses. Um, Of course, I had it pulled up, and then for whatever reason, you know, here we are without it being pulled up. (laughs) Um, Let me get it pulled back up. So this this year, like you said, we're at Medina. In the past it's been at like an Iranic. I don't know how to say that 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 deal. Uh that's where it was last year. Conway Farms before that, crooked stick. Uh it's mostly been in the Midwest. Uh it was in Pennsylvania when it was at Mink. Um anyways, last year Keegan Bradley was a was the winner here in a playoff over Justin Rose. Did you realize that we haven't had a playoff uh in two thousand nineteen? Yeah,
0: it's pretty crazy. I didn't realize that actually happened, but it's crazy because I remember last year we started with like five straight playoffs or whatever it felt like.
1: Well, do and you remember tournament? how many we talked about on the season recap pod we did? I mean, it, was like, it felt like every other tournament it was in a playoff, you know, so and so. Yeah, Last year was the uh, year of the
0: playoff. This year is the year of the first time winner.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's wild. Um, Mark Leishman was the 2017 champion. Dustin Johnson's won this twice. Uh, Jason Day is the past champion. Um, it's been in the. FedEx Cup uh, I guess rotation or it's just been a FedEx Cup event since 2007 when the FedEx Cup came in 2007 Tiger Woods won it. Now as far as Medina goes um, it's held some U.S. Opens PGA Championships it held the 2012 Ryder Cup Team Europe won by one point in that Uh, 2006 it held the PGA Championship and Tiger Woods shot 18 under par won by five shots 1999 it had the Held a PJ Championship. Tiger Woods shot 11 under par, one by one sh- or one by one shot. Um, so, yeah, it's hard to believe too that the 1999 PJ Championship only paid 630 thousand dollars. Only, of course, only, relatively, yeah. only 630 thousand dollars to to Tiger for winning that. Next time it came back, that was doubled. So and now it's over two million dollars.
0: The power of Tiger Woods Man. changed changed the game of golf. He
1: has changed it completely. Uh, but other than that, so, I mean, that's kind of your basic rundown. There's not really any course history here. So we'll be going, seeing how guys have been playing coming in, try to pick yeah, the right but, stats.
0: Yeah, there'll be a couple guys we'll talk about that have played, like, in the Ryder Cup here or something. But, yeah, like you said, as a whole, not too much to uh, to look at here. This is Medina Country Club, as you mentioned, in Chicago. This is Course 3 at Medina. They have multiple courses there, obviously. That's why it's Course 3. But uh, it's a, it's a it's a bomber's paradise, at least on paper. But when you break it down to par 72, 7,613 yards, it's very, very long. But everywhere you read, guys say it plays a little shorter than you'd expect because it's kind of – it's like some of those courses where it's all about where you leave yourself in the fairway your approach shot in, your second shot golf courses, as they say. Um, the reason why it's super long is there's three of the par fives over 575 yards, two of them are over 605 yards. So the par fives are super long. And the par 3s are really long, a couple over 200 yards. The par 4s, though, um, at least five of them, so almost half of them are between 410 and 450. Those are normal size, average par 4s. Some some would consider short par 4s for some of these guys on tour. And then a ton of dog legs. I guess 12 or 13 dog legs on this course. And it's not just, you know, you got to put it in the fairway so you can come in. It's, okay, if I'm on the right side or the left side of the fairway because they're tree-lined fairways and there's lots of branches hanging over So you could still be in the fairway and have no shot. So it's really about where you're at, accuracy off the tee. Um, The initial cut of rough won't be too long, but it's a yard and a half to two yards before the main rough. The main rough is about at least four inches or higher. It's supposed to rain all week. It's going to be tough to maintain that. So uh, it's supposed to rain like Monday, Tuesday, maybe Wednesday during the actual tournament. No rain, high 70s, low 80s. You'll be fine there, super humid. But um, the rough will be very penal. You're going to not get a lot, of, a lot of love if you're in the rough there. Um, there's three water hazards on the course. It comes into play like three three or five, three to five holes, depending on where they uh, set things up off the tees. Uh, other than that, the greens are smaller than normal. They're bit grass. Speeds average about 12 on the stem. Um, they, they should be very receptive, like I said, because they'll be, they'll be super um, wet from the rain early in the week. So there should be a lot of scoring like on Thursday, kind of like we saw last week. Our boy Dyer Work, who lives in the Chicago area from the Slack chat, gave us a little rundown because he's been out there before. Um, he, he expects it to be a lot like last, last weekend, scoring early. And then as it dries up, maybe a little little more difficult as the week goes on. But we'll, we'll have to check and see there. But, you know, a lot of guys are saying they use like a two iron or a three wood off the tee, worry about accuracy and go from there. So what kind of stats are you looking for this week, Jesse?
1: First off, uh, shout out to to DireWalk there. I'm I'm sure he'll keep it updated in the Slack this week too. So If anybody wants to hop in there, like we say quite often, hit up me me or Bubba on Twitter um, or whatever, and we'll send you an invite. It is free. There is no uh, requirement other than a, a, a want to bullshit about some golf or Football or baseball or soccer everything, or everything,
0: <laughs> anything <laughs> you it's, want, yeah. anything that's sports related.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I'm I'm waiting heavily off the tee. Um, I don't think that that will be a contrarian point of view. I think that will be uh, what most of the people who are making models out there do is look it off the tee. I mean, keeping it in the fairway is going to be paramount. But but it is long. I mean. It's a long golf course. Um, and like you said, you do have to hit it between some trees um, and there, are the dog legs, you know, there's, I think there's some opportunity for guys like Rory and Rom and, and, and Brooks to just pound it over some dog legs. Um, so keep that in mind as, as we kind of go along, but also got fairways gained in their proximity op- opportunities, gained strokes game par four, because there is a shit ton of par force. Um, and then, Approach because it is pretty important um, on labs. Pretty much just waiting, driving distance over accuracy, and then greens regulation, and a little bit of putting and scrambling this week. Um, that kind of stuff. So, yep.
0: All right. Check so out FanshareSports.com. Get twenty five percent off the package of your choice by using promo code Always Press, and you get their uh, early bird NFL package for ninety nine ninety five. Goes till the end of August. So go check that out at FanshareSports.com. So, we don't really have any course uh, history here or event history. Let's kind of go recent form. Guys in the last six events leading to DraftKings scoring in this field. Webb leads the way. Patty Reed second. Brooks, Morikawa, Lowry, Neiman, Vaughn, Taylor, Cantley, Wolf, and McElroy. I thought Wolf was gone, but apparently not. he is
1: gone. Yeah. He didn't make the cut.
0: Okay. Well, that's not, that shouldn't be on here. But uh, what I also did is I did the last six events, um, par 72s over 7,400 yards to see how guys are fared at those events. The guy coming in with the most DraftKings points is Ricky Fowler. And then Tony Finau, Patty Reed, Jordan Spieth, Rory McIlroy, Ryan Moore cracks the code there, Wyndham Clark, Keith Mitchell, DJ, and Brooks Kepka. So not all the big names. There's quite a few big names there, but not all of them kind of uh, come out of that one pretty nicely. Other than that, you know, I could do current form and a few other things, but nothing really too exciting. To drool over there, let's just get into the DraftKings action, Jesse. 10K and above, we have six guys. We got Brooks at 11.8, Rory at 11.5, ROM at 10.9, DJ at 10.7, Rose at 10.2, and JT at 10,000. Before we get going, obviously, 70 or 69 guys now, and they're all very talented. So you can make cases for almost anybody. Who are you looking at in the 10,000 and above range?
1: Um, I'm gonna go gonna stick with the top two this week and narrow it down to those two. We've only got 70 players here, so you can make a case for all, all of these guys just like every week. Um, but Brooks and Rory, it just I feel like it'll set up well for both of them to uh, pull driver, hit it long and straight like they usually do, and then uh, you know if they make some putts. Rory um, on Sunday this past week, I think he had like seven birdies on Sunday. And uh, only shot two under. Um, His putter was working really well last week. Uh, And so he – I feel like he's close or at least closer than he was um, just a couple weeks ago. Um, He gained – last week he gained 4.2 on the greens. Um, And his approach game just wasn't necessarily there, but 5.1 off the tee. So I'll take him and and Brooks. and kind of go from there. I think Ron will be popular. DJ looked better on Thursday and Friday last week, but then had a very blah weekend. Uh, Rose has some weird stats coming in, and, and I, I'd say J, JT will be super popular again. People have been chasing his approach stats for a long time now.
0: Yeah, those are all definite options. I, I like Rory a lot at 11.5. Brooks is obviously good, but I like Rory because if you just look outside of that, um, that, British Open, where things just you know obviously weren't going the way you'd hope they would go for it. Just kind of makes a lot of sense there. But uh, you look at Rory in his recent events. You know, a sixth, a fourth, he missed that cut. Thirty fourth, ninth, first, missed cut eighth. When he's when he's contending, he's playing really well. He can make birdies in bunches. I like him a lot at eleven five. Uh, and the John Rahm, it's hard for me. I know he's a mental midget, but a no cut event, he's gone three seventh, eleventh, first, third in his last five events on tour. It's really hard for me to, to fade this guy. Cause even one thing that's really important in these, these no cut events is just overall drafting scoring. So obviously he's finishing high, but he's been 90 points or higher in five of his last six tournaments. That's tremendous when you're looking at drafting scoring uh, on, on an event like this. So for me, it's Rory and John Rom. I think JT's got validity behind it just because we know when he's right, he can go birdie fest and no cut events. He's in years past, he's like the number one guy in no-cut events. He's off, obviously, right now, but he's trending in the right direction. If you want to go there, sure. He wasn't that chalky last week, surprisingly. He really wasn't. I thought he'd be a lot more popular at his price point. But if I got to pick just two guys, it's Rory and it's wrong for me. And uh, I'll move on from there. But I think they're both in play this week. $9,000, we have uh, five guys. Cantlay at 98, Reed at 96, Webb at 94, Scott at 92, and Fleetwood at at 9,000. Who do you like here, Jesse?
1: I'll uh, just start with Webb Simpson. You know, he kind of had a bit of a letdown last week. He finished 18th. Um, he, it was so close to being a
0: great weekend. So
1: close. Yeah, didn't hit the iron super well. Did scramble around and putt pretty good. Um, so I'll go back to him. And then Tommy again, too. Like, I, man, I really expected him to play better last week. Uh, just been such a. I mean, in my eyes anyways, uh, and I don't know about anybody else, but a disappointing year for him. Um, you know, outside of the second place finish at the British open, uh, a month ago or whatever, or yeah, three weeks ago. felt feel like it was years ago. Um, yeah, he's not really had that great of a year, uh, a couple, you know, top tens and at the API and the, and the, uh, uh, players championship, uh, I'm just hoping that he can figure it out uh, this week and and get toward the top of the leaderboard. Um, I wouldn't mind Cantlay again. I, I just, I don't know. I, and then Reed, I'm not playing him, but Scott, uh, he had a great Sunday yes, last yes, week, but I don't know. I'm tired of chasing him around too. He had a, so he had a, he had probably the different. plays are probably Reed and Scott.
0: Scott had an even different putter this past week. That was the funny part. It was like uh, in between his two usuals.
1: No, oh, really? I didn't, I didn't even see that. I saw I something see... like that I, saw I didn't pay like attention. I saw a putt. I didn't even fucking pay attention.
0: Yeah, I saw something on Twitter. Like on Tuesday or something, someone tweeted out that they're at the course, and he had a completely different putter than he usually has. Like, he's just all I have a good buddy like that. At that where I play golf all the time. I've gone to his house. He literally has like 20 putters in his garage. And we'll be playing, and he'll have different ones all the time in his bag. I just don't understand it at all.
1: Yeah, me It's either. crazy.
0: Um, I have my old reliable, and I'll probably use it until it falls apart. Well, but putting um, is so
1: mental. You just got to be able exactly. to mentally <laughs> hit the ball. I mean, that's really what it is, especially yeah, at this level.
0: Yeah, Yeah. yeah. I, I, I,
1: it makes me but, last, but, but at the same time, you know, it can change your mentality if you do change the putter. Confidence up, but, level. Fuck. Confidence.
0: It's yeah, like that. It
1: has, has a lot to do with it, yes.
0: It's like Nick Faldo says, and a lot of things he says can be taken <laughs> with tongue-in-cheek at times probably, but he already says it, and I think Jack Nicholas uh, said it as well in the booth one time. He, they said, if you can't visualize it going in, you're never going to make it. So I guess you got to feel confident while you're there. So Yeah, for about. sure. All right, 9K range. Uh, I do like Cantley quite a bit. You know, 12th place last weekend, and it was like a, a rocky 12th place. He could have easily had – he had a ton of birdie chances, and he was not converting. Like I told Jesse before the show, I didn't watch any of it, but I was watching it on my phone nonstop. And it was always like, he seemed to be within like 10 feet or so putting for birdies a lot. And they just weren't falling. He still racked up 96 DK points this past week. He had 24 birdies. That, that's not bad at all. But um, I, I like his game at 9,800 bucks. I think uh, a lot of people will go to JT at that price, like 200 more. So give me some Cantlay. I think Reed's interesting. If he comes in super low owned, I'll go back to him. I really, I know it's, you know, like right after a win, you don't you know, see a guy winning again, but Reed's just playing really well. So uh, there's something to think about there. I'm not on him right now, but if he, if he can um, come in at really low ownership, I might pivot there. So outside of Cantlay, it's Adam Scott. I really am intrigued by this only because it's a no cut event. Adam Scott tilts me to no end on a cut event because he's so volatile, but you mentioned it this last Sunday, it got him a, a fifth place finish, finished 40th and a cut was last two events. prior part of that. But then before that seventh, a second and an eighth, he is a world-class, like elite world-class player. He just doesn't play a lot. And he can score in bunches if he needs to. He finished third year in the 2006 PGA. So he's played here before and played well. That's definitely a long time ago, obviously. But um, still familiarity out there because if it does rain a lot early on, it'll be limited reps to get to learn the course for some of these guys. I think Adam Scott's got that potential to be scary for good and bad reasons. But for 9200 bucks, I like him quite a bit as an upside play. So it's currently and stop for me in the nine K range at this point in time. All right. Eight K. We have a boatload of guys here, Jesse. I'm not even going to read them. Cause there's like 15 dudes. Um, yeah. who do you like in this eight K range?
1: I'm going to narrow it down to two, uh, Louis Eustazen at, uh, $8,700, uh, coming off a pretty good finish last week. He finished six, almost all the rounds in the sixties. He, fun- he shot 70 on Saturday, but just hit a, Ton of greens, um, getting off the tee well enough. And assuming he brings the temperpedic, you know, we should be fine as far as that goes. I think this, I think there's some opportunity in this range, in the eight thousand dollar range, for kind of ownership to be spread out. So I'm not super worried about it. Um, there's some chance, there's a lot of places to take some chances here in GPPs. I mean, these some really good names at some low dollar prices, especially from where we're used to seeing them. Uh, and then next, but not least Paul Casey, at 8,400. Uh, he rates out pretty well in my, uh, fancy golf national lineup. Um, hit the ball close to the hole top 10 and opportunities gained. Uh, if he can just get off the tee a little bit better, I think he'll have a pretty successful week. So those would be my two main plays, but I mean, shit. Bryson's here. Hideki's here. I know Hideki missed yeah. the cut last week, correct? Yeah. Yes. No, no, he did. He made the cut. He finished oh, the I think cut like week 40th before. or
0: something, I think. Yeah, yeah, he
1: finished 30th. Yeah. So, I mean, there's some guys who were not playing great golf. Uh, Kuchar barely made the cut last week. Um, so,
0: no, Kuchar missed the no, cut. No, he
1: missed. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he was one He, was, he one was one of my, the he one of my cut two. the one, one point two, Yeah, he double bogeyed 18. Mm.
1: There you go. Yep. I see. It was impressive. I see. And then Jason Day, man, got a got a brand new caddy yep, on the bag. Caddy, good uh, buddy. I don't know what the fuck that means, but um you know, there you are. So he's trying to make a president's cup spot because he's not even qualified for the president's cup. It's crazy. Yeah.
0: Absolutely crazy. Like you want the best in the world and the way these qualifiers work are just an absolute joke.
1: Weird. But,
0: uh, yeah. The 8K range, like you said, you can make arguments for all these guys. A lot of this is on a, a no cut event. This is coming of ownership here because uh, I think Xander. I know he let he let me down last week. He, him, and Kooch were the only two guys in my entire player pool that missed the cut. That, yeah. Out of all my player pool, that was not the two guys I pictured missing the cut last week. Um, and Xander was just like Cantley, had so many chances for birdie and he just could not putt. His around the green game was atrocious last week. Last week. I don't see Xander doing that back-to-back weeks. 8600 bucks, you might get him super low-owned, a guy that we've seen compete in all, and win events like this. So Xander, 86, has my attention. Uh, Finau in no-cut events, he's actually playing really well right now too, but in no-cut events, um, a guy like Finau will have my attention coming in off of a 30th last week, 27th and a 3rd prior to that. Um, Billy Ho coming in in great form. i mentioned him quite a bit lately. He 21st last week, 6th and 9th prior to that. He had a horrible Sunday. He was, I think he was top 15 or top 10 going into Sunday, and then he was trunk slammed. He's he's a a good striker of the ball at 8,300. You mentioned Hideki, and maybe my favorite play down here, and I'm hoping he's not chalky, but he might be. He finished ninth here in 06, played great here in the Ryder Cup, coming off 10th place last week and eighth the week before, uh, or two weeks before that, Ian Poulter at only $8,000. Played this course very well, very good iron player, mid to long iron player, accurate off the tee, $8,000 $8,000 for, I like, Poulter, I, I'm a big fan of that uh, as well. So those are the kind of guys I'm looking at here. If I had to pick just two, I'd say Poulter and Xander would probably be my two guys in this range. But we'll recap everything a little later. All right, give me 7500 and above, Jesse. Uh,
1: if we're just at a 7500 above, Kokrak and Answer are my two uh, plays in that range. Kokrak has been playing better. Um, the dude, as we know, murders it off the tee. Um, so I'll kind of stick to the, my guns as far as distance over accuracy on that deal. And then um, he's, you know, he finished twelfth last week, sixth the week before. So give me some of that. Now, answer. I don't think will be under the radar this week, <laughs> no. uh, but I mean, he gained. The most strokes in the field, I believe, last week off the tee. Um, and I mean, he lost he lost strokes on the green and uh, gained 13 shots tee to green last week. So, just ride the hot hand, I guess. I mean, in in this type of field with this limited players, you know, obviously, if you want to fade somebody, I wouldn't I wouldn't talk you out of it necessarily. But I, I think I'll play answer this week and just try to try to ride that that wave and see if we can maybe what we think will be chalk, but ends up not being chalk.
0: Yeah. Very, very popular or possible. Uh, Gary Woodland's interesting. He always talks about less than driver courses, favor him with his, his his stinger iron he likes to use, or even his three wood. He's coming in in really bad form though. uh, So keep that in mind, but a no cut event, if he finds it, watch out. You know, he's already won a major this year and he's buried at 7,900 bucks. So, He can compete in in fields like this. I like Kokrak. He did miss the cut last week, but coming in in really good form prior to that. I know he made it. He finished 12th last week, 6th the week before, 32nd, 29th. So four straight uh, made cuts, two really good finishes. And then the other guy I have circled down here um, is Ryan Moore. I already mentioned he he plays really well on courses, design, I guess, seventy par 72 is over 7,400. Finished 19th here in 06. Finished 18th last week and 18th in the previous tournament he played in. Really, really good iron player approach type game uh, at 7700 bucks, He's a guy that's uh, on my radar for sure. Who do you like at 7500 and below?
1: Start with Ben on at $74. Um, sixth in the field over the last eight rounds in uh, shots game approach. And uh, same in shots game par fours. So I think he's worth a look this week as far as, That goes. And then Sung Jay uh, The dude is, I mean, he's playing decently well. Finished 38th last week, finished sixth the week before, missed cut at the Open Championship. But I mean, really hasn't missed a cut outside of that Open Championship since before the Memorial Championship back in at the beginning of June. So it's been since May. Um, obviously, no cut this week, so we not to worry about that. But I think the upside is there for him at seventy two hundred bucks, and then Joaquin Neiman too at seventy three. Another guy just striking it well. Um, so I will go back to him there at, at those two prices. Now I don't think that they will be again under the radar type of plays. Um, I mean, maybe you have some there. It's just hard for me to kind of judge in this seventy man field exactly where everybody's going to go. But I've seen, you know been on and, and Sung Jae mentioned by a couple guys on on Twitter already. So be interesting, but I, I don't, I like those three plays the best below 7,500.
0: Yeah. The three that I like down here is Sabatini at 74, uh, coming in you know, off a, a T43 last week, but a six and a 16th prior to that. Uh, he can definitely put up birdies uh, when he needs to pretty accurate off the T as well. So I don't mind Sabs at 74. I love Sung I might just eat the chalk on Sung at 7,200. Like you mentioned, all the all the cuts he's making uh, outside of the open, of course. But the biggest thing with him is he can make birdies in, in bunches. He scores like over eighty-five draftings points almost on the regular when he makes a cut. You give him a, a four a four-day event with no cut in, in mind, and he could go low with his iron play the way it's locked in right now. So I like Sanjay at seventy-two. And then the last guy I will mention here, and he he fits these kind of courses really well. He can bomb it if you ask to a lesser driver course. He plays pretty darn good. It's Ches Reevy at seven thousand. I think it's the guy with a no-cut event, another birdie maker, good approach game, uh, pretty accurate off the tee at $7,000. Pretty good saving here with the chesticle, so I don't mind going his direction. All right, 6K range, who are you looking at down here?
1: A couple of plays. plays. Um, first of all, let's talk about Amelia. I, I don't know what the fuck he was doing um, Thursday morning, but it was awful. Uh, he played well outside of... Like Tita Green, uh, so I'll I'll play him again. A miscut last week and the hundred dollars as well. Twenty first, twenty second events. Obviously, one once this year it was you know three months, four months ago at this point. Uh, at the Texas Open, but um, the stats line up for him as well. What about man Phil Mickelson at six thousand five hundred dollars?
0: Never thought I'd see that day. And I I still won't play him. I won't won't play him.
1: He did make the cut last week. Yeah,
0: he'll make it this week too. But
1: I mean, you know, (laughs) (laughs) that what you say that until he WDs because he's got some kind of bet. But he has just had, ever since he won the Pebble Beach, man, it has just been,
0: (laughs) I was thinking that the other day. Like I don't know if I don't
1: know what it is with him. It's hard to believe, dude. Like it's really hard for me to believe that he won a tournament. Um, But, I mean, here we are at 6,500 Phil. Yeah, I mean, if if you're, I mean, I would put him on, you know, if you've got a a bunch, a bunch of lineups, you know, maybe put him on five or 10% at 6,500. The upside's there. He's just been awful.
0: Yeah, he's really, really bad. So, anybody else besides uh, a tilting Griot and an awful Phil Mickelson down there?
1: That's all I got. Little Connors. Corey Connors. Yes.
0: Corey Connors. (laughs) I love Corey Connors at 66. I don't know I know he's got to be priced down here because in reality in the field like this, he's about there, but the dude is just locked in. I I don't know how people didn't play more last week in a tournament like that. He And he, he had some runs there where he was really balling out, and then it kind of just got uh, quiet after a while. Like he, he could have had a, a big week in there. He almost T20ed that bastard and, and didn't quite finish it off. He uh 21st, 22nd, 27 his last three tournaments. So I do like Connors uh griot you mentioned him and the only other guy i'd mention is wyndham clark 18th 81st 71st 5th 17th 15th no cut event he can get in some trouble but then also can you know be aggressive get some birdies out there uh at 6400 bucks so you want to do kind of a starzy scrubsy type approach i don't hate it with a guy like wyndham clark he plays good at these longer longer courses usually because he can bomb it obviously you can't bomb it everywhere here but he will have that advantage at times on this course all right recapping real quick jesse 10K and
1: above, give me one guy. Damn, one guy. Yeah, oh, shit. Uh, I'm just gonna say Brooks.
0: I'll go Rory. Uh, 9K and above, give me one guy. Webb. I'll go Adam Scott. Uh, 8K, give me two.
1: Usti and PC. Paul Casey.
0: I'll go Xander and Poulter. Uh seven K. Give me any three from any of the rank three three total.
1: Co crack, uh M and I'll just say bin on.
0: I'm gonna go more, M, and Revy Uh one guy from six K guessing Corey Connors. Grio. Grio Connors. Um, All right, if you're starting a GPP lineup, give me three guys that have that GPP upside you're looking for.
1: Brooks, Kokrak.
0: I'd go Scott, Rom, and Clark. Just Bombs away and pray. Um, I usually don't recommend cash this week. I'm pretty sure you don't recommend cash this week, but who are three guys you'd like in cash this week, Jesse?
1: (laughs) Webb. KC and M.
0: Yeah, I go JT Hideki and Poulter, but yeah, it's pretty. Don't play cash this week, really, unless you. Yeah, do what you wish, but not not ideal situation. All right, the fun part, the part I know you like the most, picks to win this week, Jesse. Who do you like?
1: Ah uh, uh, man, what's the what's the uh, what's the odds on Webb?
0: Webb is twenty-two to one.
1: I'll just leave it at that.
0: Yeah. I got Scott at 25 Poulter at 55 would be the two Sunjay's at a hundred, but like you said, everyone and their moms on him. So if you like Sanjay, get well, that well, I mean, but now. if you can That's jump on. Fun.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. A hundred percent.
0: All right. BMW championship in the books. Any final thoughts, Jesse,
1: but <laughs> I was just going to say, hopefully we'll be back on like YouTube or some kind of video chat at some point, uh, maybe potentially when the uh, new season starts or something.
0: Yeah. We'll make that happen for sure, but until then, check out Jesse on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. I'm at BD Intric. The podcast is at Always Press DFS. If you want an invite to the Slack chat, just let us know. We we'll have all the goods in there for you throughout the week. But until next time, this was the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast previewing the BMW Championship. Catch you guys later. Oh. Just remember when you come at